everybody. How are we all doing? I'm Michael, and as always, I'm joined by Alex. How's it going? And this is Fallout Plot Holes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Good, 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 good. I recently actually accomplished something of some level of note, I guess. Oh? Yeah, I'm, I am now officially the world record holder in a speedrun category. Hey, congrats. Thank you. Yes, I am the world record holder in Mega Man 4, specifically the version released on the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Damn, awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It, um, it, it, I've put a lot of work into a very a game that's nearly as old as I am. <laughs> yeah, no, you've been working on that for a while. I have, yeah. Now, granted, this is, you know, it, it's a it's a pretty well-populated leaderboard. I think like 60 mm. people on there. It, it's a little bit less impressive when compared to the Nintendo Entertainment System version, which is a slower version due to slowdown and whatnot. Mm. Uh, the world record holder it technically has a time that's 30 seconds better than mine. So it's a little <laughs> less impressive when you compare it to that. But eh, screw yeah. it. I, yeah. I'm number one on the leaderboard. I have a little trophy next to my name. We'll see how long long that lasts. So yeah, needless to say, I've been I've been feeling pretty good about Mega Man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I I don't have a personal accomplishment to uh, report, but I can say to other people's credit, uh, I last night I popped in a, a new game, mm. uh, one Cassette Beast. Have you heard of this game? Cassette Beast. Um, I don't believe I've heard of it. No. Uh, it is so it is a monster collecting RPG. Mm as popularized by the Pokemon franchise. Ah. Um and it um it's a good game. I can say after playing it for about 30 minutes, good game. Of particular note, I was up at around 1:40 a.m. last night. <laughs> and I thought to myself after listening to some people talk about Cassette Beast, you know, I wonder if I can get to a point where I'm playing the game by 2 a.m. Hmm. So I downloaded it. It's uh less than a gigabyte big. Mm. started playing it and sure enough within three minutes i was in a tutorial battle and five to six minutes after that i was in the overworld fighting monsters with a real threat of failure oh nice so like it, it gets you right to the action pretty quickly it gets right to the action in contrast with average pokemon games which take uh, three hours maybe yeah before you're really into like the meat of it yeah okay very important question Yes. Are the, the little beasts you collect, are they cassette tapes? Are they stored on cassette tapes? Where does the They cassette- are stored on cassette ca- tapes. Most importantly, they are copied onto cassette tapes. All right, great, great. Do, do you need to use a pencil, a Japanese pencil, to rewind them when they end up getting out of whack? That is your potion. Really? Yes. Okay, that's great. It is called Rewind. Its icon is a pencil, and it restores damaged cassettes. Okay, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually recently learned that cassette tapes are actually re- have like a boom in sales like past, oh. over the past couple of years because yeah I guess people are getting nostalgic over them and the way they sound I can I can see that I guess yeah I can see that too and I also heard that like the proprietary technology behind it that prevented tape hissing doesn't exist anymore mm. so apparently they all sound terrible interesting yeah that's kind of unfortunate that that was lost to time. I would have thought someone would write that down. Well, it's because it's a specific factory process, and the right. company that patented it just doesn't, like, you know, they don't just make cassette tapes anymore, so 
everyone else is just like, well, like, we have to make it like some other way. And it just turns out they apparently all sound terrible because of that, because they have hiss in huh. them. Yeah. Right. Well, still, that uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to check yeah. it out myself. So, so that's sort of my status on Pokemon-adjacent games at the moment. Nice, nice. And that works perfectly to segue into a game that's going to get increasingly like Pokemon, <laughs> Mega Man Battle Network. So, Alex, when we last left off, we covered Mega Man The History Of and in Mega Man Battle Network 1 and 2, a series that starts out with, eh, what if the, everything's connected to the internet and develops into, what if we put the DNA in the computer? Right. And that development was one game. Yes, it was, actually. Yeah, because the very... Honestly, the very next game doesn't really escalate that much, other than, can a human survive a Chernobyl level of radiation? And the answer yes. is, apparently yes. But things are going to continue to escalate as we get into Battle Network 3. Uh, we're going to be covering that and Battle Network 4 today. And following up, so we'll finish out the series with Battle Networks 5 and 6. But before we get into Battle Network 3, we have to take a little diversion to the Nintendo GameCube. Uh... And cover something that I probably should have covered last episode, but I forgot because it's a game that's not very consequential. Yeah. Alex, I'm pretty sure. In fact, yeah, I think we directly went over this. You've heard of Mega Man Network Transmission, right? I have heard of Network Transmission. Yeah. It was a game I was excited about. Me too. It's a game I own. It's it's currently in my closet right now. And uh, mm. I've recently started replaying it as part of the uh -huh. series on uh on dolphin and it's still a bad game as it turns out yeah yeah <laughs> it's a bad game i really like mm. hmm. yeah so for those of you who are not aware Mega Man network transmission is a 2d platforming game uh it's kind of similar style to the original Mega Man games but even like right down to how like Mega Man feels in it uh that was released on june 17th 2003 in north america a few months earlier in japan uh, developed by Arika and published by Capcom themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, for the most part, the people involved in the main Battle Network series weren't involved in this one. Uh, what I can tell you is that this game essentially acts as like a best of of Battle Networks 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. uh, featuring a lot of the same net navvies and concepts and whatnot. Right. So because of that, plot wise, it doesn't really have a whole lot to add. So we're going to get through this super duper quickly. Okay. So this game takes place between Battle Networks 1 and 2. So right after the uh, World 3 organization is defeated, literally play, like the, la the first cussing that plays is Mega Man defeating the Life Virus. We end up finding out that oh, one month later, boy, Navis are just going crazy because they're getting infected with a virus. Alex, uh -huh. you know what the name of the virus is? Is it like the death virus? It's named the Zero Virus. Oh, yeah, this is the first instance of, of well, actually, I think it's going to be technically sick. No, no, this is going to be the first instance, I believe, of Mega Man X being referenced in Mega mm. Man Battle Network. Because, yeah, there is a there's a zero virus now, and it turns out that it's been going on a bit of a rampage on the Internet. And so basically, Navi's have been getting like a zero virus vaccine. But when they get the vaccine, it turns out it's actually just a zero virus itself. And it's causing them to go crazy. Which is why you're fighting a bunch of net nabbies from Mega Man Battle Network 1 and 2. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so there's not much to this. 
There's a Navi called Starman. He works for this dude named the Professor who's trying to revive the World 3 organization. And they're using Zero, uh, a virus that has been turned sentient and who's unwittingly spreading the virus himself. Basically just being like, hey, you work for us. You know, maybe we'll actually make you whole, make you an actual Navi or something like that. Fight against the humans who are trying to destroy you. Anyways, long story short, Mega Man and Lan end up, like, meeting up with uh, Zero, who looks basically just like Zero from Mega Man X, except the robot. Mm. Like, he has, like, a metal face and stuff. Uh-huh. They beat him. He's like, oh, no, I just wanted to live in peace. And they go like, oh, well, our dad could just turn you to a Navi. How's that sound? He's like, rad. Let's do that, I guess. And so, yeah, they make Zero into a Navi. That's really great. And... Then, like, the professor's like, well, whatever. This is all just a scheme to revive the life virus anyway, so what are you going to do about that? And so Mega Man, Lan, and Zero team up to destroy the life virus, bring the professor to justice, and then that's basically the game. That's it. That's all you need to know. If that sounded kind of pointless, it basically is, because Zero's never going to show up ever again. Uh Uh-huh. Did the... Was the professor anyone? Was he anyone of consequence? Nope. Not really. Alright. Yeah. Neat. Neat. Yeah. It's a it's a video game that is incredibly difficult. Uh if you do ever play it, you will you'll you'll find that they they have no idea what balance is in that game. It's really uh-huh. great. It's such a weird game because it felt at the time very much like, okay, Battle Network is popular. Mm-hmm. It's got traction, it's getting swell. Let's let's see, can we can we do something with this that isn't portable games? Yeah. Can can we make a real like AAA console push with this? Mm-hmm. And then they farm it out to another studio to make a bad platformer? Uh yeah, basically. Now to be fair to Rika, they have a very close relationship with Capcom at this point. They're the people mm. behind Street Fighter EX, for instance. Uh-huh. So it's it's not like this is completely out of nowhere for Capcom, but at the same time, yeah, it's kind of odd. A lot of this does feel kind of like Kenji Inafune wanted to make another Mega Man game. And the right. reason why I say that, because one, he is the producer on this. And two, a lot of the net navies you find here, like you'll fight like Iceman, you'll go through an ice themed dungeon. And it basically mm. is like a direct reference down to like the exact enemies that are placed in there uh, to just like the original Mega Man game and the original like Iceman level. Uh-huh. Right. And that is incredibly consistent with all the different navvies that you end up fighting through there. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a quick man segment. And yeah, the uh, the electric beams that kill you instantly are here. Also, it's so much tougher, more tougher than <laughs> Mega Man 2 for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, it really feels like that. They just wanted to make a Mega Man game and then just have it so that you had to do like you had like concepts that were brought over from Mega Man Battle Network, like the quicker you defeat a virus, the more likely you're going to get a chip, which is kind of annoying. Or, right. hey, you can get, like, movement abilities, like a double jump, but the double jump is a chip that you have to find and farm. Yeah, it's... Mm. There's a lot of very interesting ideas in there that don't come together, but it's also a game that you can break incredibly easy if you know what you're doing, and that's... Right. And that means I love it. Mm, fair. So, yeah. Because of that, uh, that game was released... It didn't do particularly well, and they're going to be like, let's not do this again, except they will for the Wonder Salon. They'll make another 2D platformer that's just basically a remake of 
of uh, Battle Network 1 that also has elements from the NT Warrior anime in there. Mm. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that game either because it's literally just plot by plot, by plot B by plot B, just referencing uh, the first game. So no real reason to talk Got about it. that. So yeah, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and actually talk about a game of actual consequence, Mega Man Battle Network 3. This is the first Battle Network game I did not play, oddly enough. Mm. Yeah, from this point forward, I actually have never played any of these games. So three, four, five, and six. Um, and that being said, I have read a lot of Let's Plays and have definitely listened to a lot of reactions to how these games have gone. And uh, needless to say, people think Battle Network 3 is maybe the best game in this series. And I have to say, after like looking through the plot and whatnot, I... Gotta say, at least from a story perspective, they do a pretty darn good job with it because this game is hmm. supposed to be kind of the wrap-up to the series. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so this game was released in December 6, uh, 2002 in Japan. Uh, it would get an enhanced version, Mega Man Battle Network Blue, a black version, I should say, uh, about three months later, on March 28, 2003. Uh, it would eventually come over to North America in June of that same year. Now, this is going to be the first game in the series that's going to have multiple versions. Uh, in Japan, it's mm -hmm. going to be, uh, I believe, white version and black version. Over here, it's going to be blue and white. Now, going all the way back to the original Battle Network, there's always been a plan to have multiple versions of that game. Uh, back, in, back with the original Battle Network, the idea was actually to have a male protagonist and a female protagonist. And... Each version of the game would follow them through different scenarios, slightly different stories, slightly different chips that you could find for your net navi, mm. um, and have like maybe a bit of a trading mechanic between them. Uh, now that just never ended up happening for one reason or another, but it's clear that they already had that Pokemon influence going back to the very beginning there. Right. Uh, Battle Network three seems like it's finally them, like the culmination of that idea, of finally bringing it back and implementing it in the series. Except it seems more like. Uh, from what I read, it just happened that Mega Man Battle Network 3 did very well in Japan, like right out of the gate, but mm -hmm. also had a bunch of bugs in it. So they decided to release an updated version that fixed those bugs, had an extra scenario, extra boss battles, kind of like a, a plus version there. And then once that was right. successful, they just brought it over to the US and it separated that out into its own two separate versions. And that's how mm -hmm. we kind of got the more Pokemon. You had to trade between each other in order to get all the chips, get everything and get full completion in those games. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to become much more specialized starting with Mega Man Battle Network 4, where they're going to actually have like storyline differences between the two games that are going to be incredibly slight, but still <laughs> technically present. Uh huh. But for now, we finally see this idea starting to come to fruition. Right. Now, as far as like how just like the general reception of this was, people just absolutely love this game. It's this and Mega Man Battle Network 6 that are kind of considered to be the best of the series. In terms of not only just, like, the gameplay, the variety of chips that you have, uh, the different customization options Mega Man has in this. They introduce some, like, some, like, really cool, like, this, like, weird, like, Tetris-style, like, almost, like, Resident Evil 4-style attache case-like puzzle fitting in, like, all your different upgrades in order to make, make Mega Man stronger that you can find throughout mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, really, really cool ideas that they sort of just, like, threw in there. But also because the story itself just seems to be pretty solid. Like in a, you know, in a, in a good like Saturday morning cartoon slash right, anime sure. sort of way. We're still Mega Man here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And since this game was kind of intended to be the 
maybe not necessarily intended to be the complete finale to this. It was definitely intended to be the be the finale for now. And so because of that, do you actually wrap up a couple of loose ends here and there and give a bit of an emotional send off by the end of this? Unfortunately, this game is going to sell pretty darn well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to quite get to a million copies, but it's going to sell well enough that Capcom is going to immediately be like, maybe you should make another one of these. Ah, uh, the good old Capcom curse. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we were successful. <laughs> Damn it. We now must make five more of these. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with that. How about we just jump in and talk about the plot of Battle Network 3? Let's do that. So Battle Network 3 starts off with us learning that net crime is on the rise even more. Despite the fact that the World 3 organization and Gospel have both been completely defeated by a 10-year-old, somehow crime is just at an all-time high. But hey, as a nice bonus to all this, Lance Class gets to go and visit Scilab's new virus lab. That's neat. Much learning is done. We learned book reports are written onto floppy disks instead of paper, which is, that's that's kind of a neat neat detail. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It, as a weird aside, by the way, did you know that floppy disks are still, like, heavily in use in Japan and they're doing their best to, like, wean people off of them? That, I mean, okay, prior to, like, thumb drives, that would kind of make sense. Hmm. Like, I, I feel like floppy disks, this is an aside, I feel like floppy disks still have their utility. Oh, yeah. Like, as a rewritable, low-cost, low-space uh, transfer medium, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're still kind of useful. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you don't need a ton of space and don't want to just burn a CD that you'll never be able to use again after this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're, they still totally have utility. And if, if nothing else, like... I mean, I still remember you fondly using a floppy disk to put ZSNES on there in a copy of Chrono Trigger. Yeah. In class. Uh-huh. And then getting detention very, very quickly afterwards. So, yeah, no, they still totally have use, but... Yeah, and as an additional aside, you know what? Thinking about it, CDs are the worst. CDs do suck, yeah. Of all of the digital transfer devices we've come up with, CDs are, like, hands down the most terrible one. Mm-hmm. They had their place for a good five years or so, and then yeah. after that, it's like, man, load times kind of suck. Load time sucks. They're not reusable. Mm-hmm. They're extremely fragile and don't stand up to time at all. No. I do have, like, 20 blank CDs that are, like, just sitting in my uh, closet right now that are probably just been destroyed by rot at this point. Most likely. Yeah. And even if they weren't, what would you use them for? Frisbees, mostly, probably, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely nothing to use them for. Absolutely terrible. But yeah, so we learn all that, and once the class gets back, Lan and his friends go to hang out in the park when a cowboy shows up. Okay. Yeah, he's a producer for the Den City News Network, or DNN, and apparently they're holding a big international net battler competition called the N1 Grand Prix, and he wants Lan and his friends to enter. So- What? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Land's a famous net battler at this point. He's like defeated right, two major okay. criminal organizations. And but I'm sorry, the news network is hosting a battler tournament. Yeah, for ratings, man. And he's recruiting for the. Yeah, he just wandered into this park and said, "Hey, kids, you wanna wanna join our internationally renowned net battler tournament?" And okay. and they're like, "Yeah, that sounds cool." So. 
yeah, Land's like, yeah, I'm totally down with this. And the N1 tournament is like the one thing this game is probably the most remembered for. Uh, also, about 90% of it can be ignored for plot-related reasons. It's this really cool thing where you have to do like a bunch of like errands in order to like qualify for different rounds, and then you actually like fight na navvies during those rounds, and then you do more errands. And I'm making it sound as boring as possible, but it's actually really cool what they do with this because like the different things you have to do are are pretty interesting in it. But for something where you're just like we're talking about the plot of it, unfortunately, until about the end of this, it's not going to matter as much. But it is cool. So cool they're going to bring it back in, in Battle Network Four and ruin it. Now, before they can get all to that, though, they are school kids, so they have to do their homework. Except Dex left his homework disc at school. The Lan, Male, and Yai, Lan, all our, our different cadre of friends, decide the only course of action is to break into the school at night. Only to find that somebody already did that. A guy in traditional Chinese garb named Ray, who coldly decides that he's just going to kill them all. He's just, y'all just going to die now. Oh. <laughs> He especially wants to kill them after he recognizes Lan, the person who has now destroyed two separate criminal organizations and also is literally invulnerable to radiation. So all the kids are like, well, there's four of us and one of you, so we're just going to just rush you. But then Ray's <laughs> net navvy, Flashman, hacks into like one of the laptops nearby and causes it to emit a bright light that somehow brainwashes all of Lan's friends, making them think they're animals. Now, Lan's able to deflect this with a really cool umbrella, and then Mega Man defeats Flashman. But Ray gets away anyways with a real prize. The Tetra Code! He retreats back to his base and meets a shadowy figure, who quickly steps out of said shadows to reveal it's Dr. Wily! He's back! Okay, yeah. Our man's explosion-proof! <laughs> yeah, not a huge surprise that Yeah, Dr. no, Wiley I'm glad they just got straight to it with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not like a halfway through game reveal. They're like, nah, he's here, man. Dr. Wily's at his absolute best in this. He's the most cackling, stupid madman as you can possibly <laughs> think. He ends Good. every scene just just lifting his arms in the air, being like, I'm going to kill everyone. And it's like, yeah, buddy, <laughs> you, you do that. I'm sort of cheering you on, but not really. So Wily claims that the World 3 organization is different this time. Now, he claims this while basically being like, we need to collect four different programs to make a giant virus. Unlike last time when we collected four different programs to make a giant virus. This is going to be different. Trust me on mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Wiley also has a sidekick who has like the best line in the entire game. He tells him he will do all he can to destroy what you hate most. Which Wiley's like, what would that be? And he says, human love, my lord. And Wiley's like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Great! I love it. Absolutely love it. So, back with Land and Mega Man. Turns out Mega Man's programming is slightly corrupted since his flight with fight with Flashman. Uh, Land goes and gets his dad to fix him up, which basically introduces our main gimmick of Navi customization into this. Um, mm. But yeah, in the meantime, though, uh, Land's class also goes on a two-day trip to the zoo. Which is a two-day trip, because the first day is a waste since Land's teacher takes him on the day that's closed, and she's like, Eh, well, whatever, you can just wander around town, I guess. I don't know. It, she's a great teacher. Yeah. Now, at the zoo, we learn many things, such as Africa in this game is called Netfrica, and also... <laughs> okay, we're just gonna move on. It's such, a, it's such a bad name. It's terrible. It sounds awful. <laughs> it does sound bad. Oh, it's not the worst name that we're gonna we're gonna hear by the end of this series. Let me tell you. Oh boy! 
But also, all, all the animals have now broken out, uh, leading to a condor literally carrying off Dex's little brother and lions attacking oh. his students. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, condor just swoops down and just gets a kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right away, this this game just has me with its plot. It's ridiculous, just right out from the get-go, and I absolutely love it. So it turns out the animals have chips in them, because of course they do. Of course, yeah. And these chips have been hacked, and now they're acting like jerks. So Land and Mega Man had Jack into the zoo's computer system and beat up Beastman.exe. They also learned that the World Free Organization is back, and Land is surprised that Wily somehow survived. But in the meantime, they get the second Tetra Code and run off, uh, the World Free Organization, that is. And back at their base, we learn why he needs the Tetra Codes so he can enact Cybergeddon. Oh, God. <laughs> Told you the names don't get better. <laughs> Now, one thing I am bypassing here, because it actually takes a while to get to this point in the game, but I'm bypassing mm. an awful lot of fluff to this game. And I mean fluff that honestly really helps flesh out the individual characters in this game, but are otherwise unnecessary. Right. Uh, this includes stuff such as Dex having a little brother who, like, really looks up to him and thinks he's the best net battler ever, because, like, Dex is, like, lying that he's like, oh, yeah, no, I always beat my friend Lan in net battles, <laughs> and I'm so cool, I fought the World 3 organization... And so, like, there's, like, a really good back and forth with him where he's like, oh, man, I don't want to disappoint him. Uh, like, there's also, like, another thing where, like, where Higsby, our lovable chip trader dude who also mm -hmm. kidnapped the teacher in the first game, like, basically just is, like, constantly hanging out with Lan and using him as free labor and also has an ever-growing crush on Lan's homeroom teacher. <laughs> Something that is awkward given their last interaction was him imprisoning her against her will. Right. She's forgiven him since then, apparently. Of course. These interactions are great and really go a long way to making this arguably the best Battle Network game. Mm -hmm. I wish we had time to get into every little one of these because there's so many of them. And it really feels like they threw them in here because they're like, this could potentially be the last one. Let's right. just make this as cool as possible. Make you love these characters as much as possible. Yeah. You can get away with a lot if you have good character development. Mm-hmm. You really, really can, and unlike Battle Network 1 and 2, 3 really sticks to landing in that, I feel like. Mm. Now, back to the main plot. Male, Land's, uh, Land's lady friend, has brought, has bought, I should say, a new internet-connected washing machine and wants to show it off to how it works to her homeroom teacher, only for it to go haywire and create unbreakable bubbles that trap both of them. Okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's very alarming and concerning, and I'm sure that's a situation that's going to need to be dealt with. Uh, she brought her washing machine to show and tell? No, 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 no. Um, the homeroom teacher came over to her house. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be funny if she did just, like, you know, right. no, lift yeah, in a washing machine, but... No, le yeah, logistically, this makes more sense. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> these kids are, like, 10, 11. Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of tracks. Sometimes kids are just like, hey, check this out, isn't this the coolest? And yes, you're like, yep, that sure is a washing machine you've got there. Oh, no, it gets even better. No, the whole room teacher, Miss Mail, or Miss Mile, I believe is how you pronounce it, was just like, oh, hey, can I come over? I want to buy a new washing machine, and I heard you got a new one. And they're like, yeah, let's hang out and talk about washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y you know... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 silly. It's silly. So they receive an email shortly after this that reads more or less. 
Thank you for purchasing World 3's Bubble Watch, Blub Blub. Oh, by the way, these bubbles will eventually turn red and explode, killing you all. Hail <laughs> Lord Wily. This sure is a Wily moment. It sure is, isn't it? It's like booby trap consumer electronics. Taunt them about it mm -hmm. using your organization's stupid name. <laughs> by the way, you're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> The man has an attention to detail to make it sound like a like yeah like a like an actual thank you letter from a company mm -hmm. for purchasing something off of Amazon. <laughs> Please remember to rate this five stars before you die. It really helps with the SEO, man. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's so good. One thing that's really like even more so than like the, the original Mega Man series is you get the feeling that Wily is maybe the most talented man to ever live. Mm. given that he somehow has made a washing machine that has unbreakable bubbles, which, how do you even do that? I, I have no idea. I don't know what an unbreakable bubble even is. Right? Also, they explode? Just great work. Great work. Yeah. Anyways, Mega Man jacks in to defeat Bubbleman.exe. But unfortunately, he can't reach where Bubbleman is located in the network. Due to stuff involving data compression and other computer things. So Lan needs to find somebody who can modify Mega Man and literally put him in a zip or RAR file. Un <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, his dad is out of town. But luckily for our heroes, just outside of Mail's house is a blonde bearded man who just happens to be an incredible programmer who basically saves the day. He's like, wow, man, this uh, custom navy is really well programmed. Anyways, boop-a-doop, there you go. I put 7-zip on you. Have fun. All right. This blonde bearded man is going to show up at the most convenient times and be like, Ben, it seems like you need some help. Let me program something. Anyways, bye. Mm. I'm definitely not mysterious at all. <laughs> so he ends up doing that and goes back to the washing machine. Mega Man confronts and defeats Bubble Man, but hesitates in deleting him, almost causing the bubbles to explode just in time for Chowd and Proto Man to show up, saving the day. Who then immediately calls him idiots for hesitating and telling him to hang it up. They suck. What's wrong with you, etc. You're the worst net battler ever. You'll, you fraud, 11-year-old, whatever, however old mm -hmm. you are, Lan. So we then cut to Child, who's... Oh, yeah, and Lan's, like, very sad about it. It's like, man, but I just... I can't change who I am. And, you know, there's a lot of ennui about it. Mm -hmm. We then cut, cut to Child, who's outside the DNN building. When a man who looks like an older version of Phoenix Wright shows up and wonders why Chowd is there and why he called Amir. Chowd then tells him he's going to win the N1 tournament, to which the man calls him an idiot who leaves. <laughs> Chowd then asks him to please come and watch me win, Dad. And his dad is like, nope, <laughs> leaves. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we find out that his dad's like, like a rich higher up in government or something like that, and that's mm. the reason why he's never around him. But unlike... Land's dad, who is, you know, like a higher up in like government, you know, at least he's like, I'm sorry, I can't hang out with you. I love you and support you as you go and try to get yourself killed. Child's dad is just like, nah, you're a failure, child. The fact you haven't right. died yet means you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So we also find out that Child's been in Proto Man have been actively interfering with Wiley's plans, which makes sense given that he's an official mm. net battler. And so Wiley immediately puts out another hit on another 10-year-old. <laughs> Man just wants to and fails to kill so many 10-year-olds in this series. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of par for the course, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, um, oh yeah, by the way, there's another sad thing is that oftentimes Child and Lan will be together while Lan's dad's in a room. 
And Lan's dad will be like, man, I'm so proud of you and love you. Anyways, can't hang out with you. Bye. And Chow's just like, oh, I'm sad about my dad. <laughs> One particularly great part is that Yuchiro, uh, Lan's dad, asked Chow if his parents are coming, which Chow says, like, nah, they're not. And he goes, well, that sucks. Uh, anyways, bye. <laughs> not going <laughs> to comfort you at all. <laughs> yep, nope, not going to read at all into that. Nope. <laughs> and dads, they're busy, huh? Anyways. Yep. So at the DNN building, they're about to hold the N1 tournament, and they introduce all the competitors, including Lan, a bunch of normal people, and a literal wizard gesture with with red eyes and long spindly fingers. You don't get a prize for guessing who the World 3 member is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, because everyone's like just like dressed in like slacks and like a t-shirt, and then there's just a dude just dressed up as like an evil gesture, and they're like everyone's just like, yeah, no, this is normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. So after they're all introduced, and this is like the final round or like the semi-final round, uh, the competitors are loaded onto a ferry. They are knocked out with sleeping gas and then taken to a volcanic island called Hades Island. Apparently knocking people out with sleeping gas is on the up and up because no one questions this and this never comes up ever again. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just they decided to gas them for no reason. Yeah, sure. You all, yeah. Yeah, why not? You signed a waiver? Yeah, probably. It's, it's it's safe to gas a 10-year-old, right? So they do round one, and at the end, the people like one advance to the second round, and the ones who don't have a trapdoor open up beneath them, sending them to hell. Oh. It's okay, they, they live, it's fine. Except Lan's, okay. Lan's friend Yai, who makes it to the semifinals herself. When she falls, she hits her head on the way down, is now in the hospital. That seems like a real liability. Yeah, they gave a traumatic brain injury to a 10-year-old. Oh, yeah, no, she's like immediately after. It's like, I'm going to sue the hell out of these people. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the correct response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Lan makes it to the top four contestants and is allowed to leave Hades Island and goes back to the DNN building to compete in the finals. So Lan wins a semifinal match and Chowd has to fight the evil wizard who halfway through his fight goes, screw this, throws off his costume, and reveals he's the cowboy producer of the entire event. The one we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, he's with the World 3 organization. Okay, yeah, sure. I like how he's, like, already ridiculous looking, and he decides, no, I could be more ridiculous looking. I'm going to dress up as a wizard gesture. That's just... Mm-hmm. When you live your life already dressing weird, you do have to up the ante in order to feel like it's you're true. actually being yeah. weird. You gotta throw him off the trail. You have to, yes. So... His plan is to win the tournament and cause a bunch of free publicity for the World 3, increasing the recruiting numbers. Also, he's kidnapped. What? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that'll make sense, right? Get huge rings. Yeah. Is that, is that how terrorist organizations work? To be fair, the last time World 3 tried to recruit people, they locked a bunch of school kids in, in their own school building and then went, hey, do you want to join us? We have benefits. So, honestly, this is yeah. not too far off from the n- normal MO. So, uh, there's also a second part to this plan. Uh, he's kidnapped Child's dad and is holding him in the production studio nearby. Mm-hmm. And he tells Child, you need to come up there with me. And listen, once you're here, I'll free your dad and hand over your pet and net navy, Proto Man. And so Lan follows him, witnesses all this happening, and realizes there's no time to jack into something and cause internet magic to happen. They need to distract him. And then Lan gets a genius idea. As Child is about to hand over Proto Man to him, Lan just walks in the room and flings his pet at the producer's head full force and knocks him out. Just <laughs> feeds him in the head. Awesome. It's great. 
Great. Yeah, that's great. I love after two and a half games of what kind of like pseudo internet parallel world bullshit magic can we pull what about you what if i throw this phone at his face yeah what if i just throw this phone real <laughs> real hard and the answer it turns out is it's incredibly effective <laughs> oh no physical blunt force trauma no one in this world <laughs> is prepared for this anymore they are not they're not at all <laughs> so Chad gets his dad and they get out and like they still have to do like a stupid net battle against each other but like mm. his, he's defeated deserterman.exe is is down and out and the producer gets arrested so after all this oh yeah and the end one tournament's canceled nobody wins uh. so after this Lan's friend Dex is like hey um, I, I gotta move away uh, it turns out my little brother came to get me because I'm gonna be moving with, in with my dad now this Really sad. I'm sorry, everyone. And everyone's like really, really sad about this. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good scene. And like throughout the game, like like Dex is like, oh man, I gotta really tell them I'm gonna be moving. Ah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna put it off. I'm gonna put it off until like the absolute last minute. And like mm -hmm. you have to rush over to his house just as he's leaving to get an actual proper goodbye. And really good, really good. Mega Man Battle Network Four is going to mess that moment up. <laughs> so. Everyone's sad about that, and Lan's like, "Well, how about we go and cheer Yai up? She's in the hospital." And while they're there, Lan meets a meets a kid named uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this, Mamaru. Mamaru is a kid who has the exact same heart condition Lan's brother Hub had, uh, you know, mm. the one that died. Mm -hmm. So they bond and talk about their experiences. Lan talks about how he's sad about his friend moving away. Uh, Mamaru talks about being sad about being in the hospital and how he's scared about having the surgery, but Lan's like, hey, listen, my little brother had this, and he passed away, and, you know, you have a fighting chance. Like, what's, like, what's the worst that can happen, right? Let's, just, let's try not to be scared about this. And he's like, right. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll go ahead and do this. He's like, all right, cool, I'll be here waiting for you when you get out of uh, the operating room. So, the problem that happens, though, is that when he's in the operating room, World 3 Organization hacks the hospital and causes all plants to grow all over the place, and of wait plants oh yeah 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 because okay. yeah basically there's a gardening system in there and it controls the plants and it causes them to grow out of control and it also causes like basically the like operating room to shut down in the middle of surgery which is mm -hmm. probably really bad yeah uh, yeah i'll give this to wiley he's not predictable no he's not like you'd think he would hack a hospital and cause like medical equipment to go haywire mm -hmm. but he's like nah plants yeah, right? Now, to be fair, part of this is because his wacky subordinates who are all, like, carrying out these orders are doing so for their own reasons. Like, he's mm. basically, it's like, the person who's doing this, if I remember correctly, is an environmentalist who's like, man, yeah, they built this hospital, they had to chop down a forest, and Wiley, if you help me out, you're gonna help save the environment, right? And Wiley's like, uh, what? Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll help you with that. Yeah, I'm an environmentalist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, you man. Go do that. As long as you kill a 10-year-old, I'm all right. <laughs> so this might be more this particular lady kind of idea of being like, what if I made the plants grow everywhere? But still, uh -huh. still, Wiley is, uh, he, he's definitely helping the mastermind all this. So Mega Man defeats Plant Man. The surgery is successful and everyone's happy. And we also learned during this that Wiley's trying to resurrect something called Alpha. And he contacts... Uh... <laughs> yeah... Here we go. And he contacts a mysterious program on the internet telling him he may need to employ his services soon. 
In the meantime, Lan gets an award for saving the hospital from Scilab. Uh, well, from, from the Scilab corporation, organization, government body. Not, not okay, that they saved right. the hospital from Scilab. That would be real messed okay, up. Okay, got it. Yeah, I was like, wait. Okay. I could have I worded that a little better. <laughs> so during this, he runs into Mr. Match. Now, Mr. Match, I think is a name I actually didn't even bring up the first time. He's the guy mm-hmm. who basically set Lan's oven on fire and tried to kill his mom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he claims he's not with the World 3 organization anymore, and he's been hired to work with Scilab. And he gets Lance help with getting the various things, such as getting access to the computers and, you know, getting into the central mainframe and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it turns out he's not working with Scilab. He's still with the World 3 organization. Okay, yeah. Did no one run a background check on him? Oh, yeah, no, he was just never hired to be in with. He just was outside, oh, okay. and he was like, no, I'm a good guy, Land, you want to get me in there? And Land's like, I'm a dumb 10-year-old, sure. <laughs> the fact that you tried to murder my mom, you know. Yeah, doesn't doesn't register to me. I'm not even going to ask my dad if you're working with him now? Yeah, not at all. And honestly, it's... I, somebody's tried to kill me at least three times over the past month. Well, at this point, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, it's all. If you try anything, I'll just beat you. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when he gets access to the mainframe, he just raises the internal temperature of the building 100 to like 160 degrees. Okay. Uh, basically, he is trying to just murder Lan's dad. Like he even sends like a live video of his dad passed out from heat stroke to Lan. Like he's just like, damn, I am trying to murder your father. I'm just letting you know now. Hmm. So, Lan literally needs to scour the entire internet for his navi, heatman.exe. And once he finds him, uh, they're about to get into a big old fight when Base shows up. Hey! Uh, and it's the real Base this time, not the fake one that was made in Mega Man Battle Network 2. Right. He's like, hey, loser, kills Heatman. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to just beat you up now. Punches you in the face, virtually. Mm. Uh, this is supposed to be like an unwinnable fight, but if you are uh, a, a dirty cheater, you could actually win mm-hmm. this fight. And there's actually a different cutscene. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this is a little far in the game to have an unwinnable fight. Like, I'm sure you've got all manner of nonsense that you can throw at this fight. Yeah, you, you could actually totally win this fight if you do some really, really stupid things. And like, he'll cutscene beat Mega Man anyways, but he'll at least be like, man, I'm really impressed by you. Mm-hmm. If you lose, a mysterious net navy shows up and saves you, and okay. one of the other happens. Uh, but regardless, Wiley calls him and is like, hey, I got all the Tetra codes, you should leave now. And Base then leaves, telling him he'll get his revenge on humanity soon enough. Also, Lan's dad is now in the hospital, because literally the temperature got raised to 200 degrees Fahrenheit in his yeah, office. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's real, real bad. He somehow survives it, good on him, the, the Hikaris are made of steel, and... Lan is now super bummed about sort of helping put his dad in the hospital. And basically... Yeah? Yeah, it's like, that's fair, I'd say. And so he basically refuses to leave his room until Child shows up. We tell him the World 3 is about to awaken Alpha, the ultimate program. But good news, there's a forbidden program, and somebody named S has it. And if they find it, they can use this forbidden program to stop Alpha. But Lan refuses to help because he's sad. <laughs> Later, like, Lan tells him, like, well, I'm kind of the reason my dad's in the hospital. And Child's like, if you tell me more, I'm going to have to arrest you. You know that, right? <laughs> and Lan's like, well, I guess, oh, all right. And Child's like, you, you rescued my dad? Going to leave this one alone? Just come and help me when you're ready. 
And so at the hospital, Lan's dad is basically now fine. And hey, Sean, aka Gospel from the last game, shows up and is like, yeah, basically a weird Navi showed up to convince me to do bad things in the, the last game. And that was probably Wiley. And Lan's dad is like, yeah, that sounds about right. Lan's dad also shows up, uh, tells him about Scilab and like how he basically nearly got him killed. And Lan's dad is like, oh, well, thanks for telling me. You did the right thing. Anyways, you should go help Chowd because who else is going to do this? Mm-hmm. So Lan and Chowd and Mega Man get on the undernet, basically, you know, the this world's version of Tor. And mm-hmm. a bunch of happens. But in short, Mega Man finds the Giga Freeze, which turns out is a program made by Tadashi Hikari himself. Land's grandfather, and this game's Dr. Light. We also find out that the Undernet has a mysterious administrator. And that administrator is a sick kid, Mamoru. Uh, apparently his father created the Internet, and now he maintains it. it. This just is just revealed for no real reason. <laughs> it, it just is. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the way things exist in this world, that might as well happen. It might as well. Ten-year-olds are the most precious resource of any country in this world, so yeah, it, it kind of makes sense that basically a bunch of ten-year-olds right now have the fate of the world in their hands, and also one is like a super criminal. <laughs> so, now, that being said, it seems like the internet was created for a specific purpose other than being, I don't know, we can sell drugs here. Right. Uh, apparently, it was specifically made to counter Alpha and house the Giga Freeze, basically keep it separated from the main internet in case the main internet went down. Uh-huh. And it, and of course, also, if like the Giga Freeze r- fell to wrong hands, they could shut down the internet, keep it from getting out. There's also that as well. So it turns out, by the way, that Scilab has had Alpha the entire time, and so the World Freak Organization just shows up and steals it using the Tetra Codes. Ah, okay. And so Lan and Mega Man... Man- did, oh, go ahead. did they not expect that to happen? Uh, I guess not. Like, did they not realize Wiley has been accumulating the Tetra codes? Yeah, you figured they would have, but no, apparently not. Okay. They're apparently just like, oh, well, it's going to be perfectly safe here. Oh, no, it's not safe anymore. Honestly, the fact that, like, a, like, weird dude with, like, who looks clearly evil is able to socially engineer his way into their mainframe, probably, you you think they would, like, buff up the security or something like that, but nah. Yeah, yeah, you would think so, but mm, mm. it's hard, I guess. It's very hard. So, Lan and Mega Man manage to track it down, only for Base to show up and take Alpha for himself. Like, Mega Man tries to use the Giga Freeze, but it doesn't work. And we find out that the Chosen One is the only one who can use the Giga Freeze and not be affected by it. Basically, any Navi you touch, it freezes. Uh-huh. Which effectively makes Mega Man and Base special internet boys. So, that's fun, I guess. I- Wait. Uh, so base is also the chosen one? He might be. Okay. There's gonna be a dumb reason why. Of course there is, yay. So, the nation of Electopia freaks out about this, and they deploy the army. <laughs> now tanks are in the uh-huh. street, soldiers are on every are on every corner, they're just ready, man, the World 3 organization's coming for them. And so they're all like, everyone's like, wow, this seems like really, really scary. And so Mega Man and Land go to Scilab to help defeat the World 3 organization. And now we get maybe the biggest info dump in this entire game. Oh boy. So Alex, it turns out Alpha isn't just a program. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's the primal essence of the internet. What does that mean? I think it means it's like DARPAnet. Basically, it's like, hey, this is okay. what the internet was built on top of. Okay. Uh, 
Anyways, Primal Internet Alpha basically functioned like the real-life internet, but one day, all the devices connected to it stopped working. And Scilab suspected it was because the Autonavi, which was created to help run the internet, just malfunctioned. So hmm. because of that, they arrested its operator and deleted the Autonavi, even though it wasn't actually their fault. I don't know why they arrested the operator for something that malfunctioned, but mm, they just went, yeah, they went hard uh, in yeah. there. Okay. Alpha then developed an animal-like instinct and deleted all the programs connected to it, and then started to devour the entire cyber world, causing the internet to be shut down for six months while they tried to contain the problem. The problem is that after containing Alpha, they then built the current internet on top of it, so now it's load-bearing. Why did they do that? <laughs> they can't just delete it. There is a reason! Okay. We will learn much later, and it is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's obviously a few questions for this, the one that you've already asked. The second uh -huh. is, how have we not heard of this before? If the internet just, like, shut down for six months and people were like, we gotta fix this, the world would riot. The world would riot. <laughs> yeah. Like, there would be an incredible amount of problems that would occur. So you figured this would have been, like, big news and whatnot. This would be something you'd be, like, studying about. This would be, like, mm -hmm. COVID-19 level of, like, this This is how the world got changed. Right. But we're just learning about it now. So it's like, yeah, this just sort of happened. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess it probably wasn't that big at the time. Mm. Like, it, it, was, it was the first internet. People weren't super into it. Yeah, yeah. It was just, like, a convenience thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like, ah, uh, you know, I could do a spit of shopping, but it's not really that great. Oh, it's gone for six months? Oh, well, I'll just go outside. Uh, yeah. Whereas, yeah, in this world, it's like, oh, no, the internet's down. I can't eat. I'm going to starve right. to death because my microwave is connected to the internet. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of things that are bad, uh, all those tanks, mm. uh, they're, they're connected to the internet and they're now going yeah, berserk. Yeah, of course, of course they are. Why wouldn't they be connected to the internet? Yeah, of course they are. Nothing nothing could possibly go wrong with military technology connected to the internet. Absolutely not. No, not at all. So yeah, while Skynet's happening right now, uh, Land mm -hmm. leaves to go fight the military. Okay, sure. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty great because literally, like, Land's getting shot at by tanks and whatnot. <laughs> and he has to, like, approach them from their blind spots to hack into them and shut them down. It's pretty great. Uh, while this, I feel like this escalated really quickly. Oh, it really did. Oh yeah, th this game really goes to zero to sixty like right away. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, by the way, Land's dad breaks out of the hospital to go find the World Three base as well, and like Land tracks his dad down, who reveals that it was Land's grandpa who created Alpha. So yay, Tadashi! Thanks, I guess. Yeah. And it's his responsibility, Land's dad responsibility mm -hmm. to right his family's wrongs. Land is then told that the World 3 base is located in a part of the ocean called the Demon's Waters. Why does that exist? It's like the Bermuda Triangle, I guess. It's known for whirlwinds. It's like like a guarantee of death. But people are like, uh. we just don't go there. Anyways, like, Land's dad basically like collapses, so Land's like, don't worry, I will go, and I will <laughs> absolve our family. <laughs> and so Land finds a rickety boat and he and all his weird 10th grader, grader friend, uh, fifth grader friends go to Death Island. I feel like there must have been a better plan for this. Yeah, right? you would think so. 
But no, no, all the operators at SciLab are too busy shutting down the tanks that are, you know, shooting at 10th graders or 5th graders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to send we got to send the children to do this. Yep. Send the children on the boat. Put them on the boat. Put them in a Bermuda Into Triangle. the demon ocean with you. The shark infested waters. It'll be fine. <laughs> so in Wiley's skull fortress on Death Island, they find a chair that lets a person go into the internet. They just have matrix shares now, by the way. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, they're very confused as to why these exist when, hey, the blonde bearded guy shows up. Turns out his name is Dr. Kosick. Hey, Mega Man 4 reference, that's nice. Okay, yeah. Turns out he was a scientist at Scilab. Mm-hmm. He also tells them that if you die in the internet, you die in real life, by the of way. Of course, yeah. Which is why we never actually produced these things. But I guess Wiley mm. decided to get a bunch of them. So... He's like, all the doors here are connected to these doors. To the, I, All these doors are connected to like, the cyber world. And so a person needs to go in there and do this. I'll go ahead and do it because it's super dangerous. So he jacks into the internet in order to open a locked door and runs to base. And we learn that Cossack is the one who made base. And he was a Ooh. scientist arrested at Scilab, which means that base was even auto-navy, which is why he's one of the special boys. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we learned from Base that humanity's attempt to delete him, despite his innocence, are why he wants his revenge. It also turns out he has the ability to copy programs, and so like when all those navvies came to d- delete him, they heavily damaged him, but not enough to where he wasn't able to basically absorb all their data and slowly start getting more and more powerful. Which right. is kind of an in-game way of saying why this is why he has like the most powerful chips in the game, is able to do like just crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So he wants absolute power. Cossack's like, I gotta stop you. Base is like, how are you going to do that? And Cossack's like, I'm going to overload my own body, my internet body and blow you up. Hmm. Which is what he does. So he blows up his cyber self, which knocks out his real self, but somehow doesn't kill him. Yeah, I thought he said if you die, okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, nobody actually ever dies in these games. So, I... They didn't have to say that you die then. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just wanted to add stakes. <laughs> Yeah, but then they com- immediately undermine those stakes. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. So they go through the door. Like, Land's friends have to handle different issues that are happening. And Land finally corners Dr. Wiley, who is decoded alpha most of the way, and it's about to unleash it on the internet. Now, Wiley has thought of everything and goes, Haha, you can't beat me, because guess what? Alpha's connected to the internet here, but there's no USB ports in here, Mega Man. You can't jack in. Mmm. What mm. you gonna do? And Lan goes, what if I were to climb into the internet chair? And uh-huh. that would allow me to put Mega Man on the internet and me on the internet. And so that's exactly what he does. So Wiley really went, haha, I've gotten rid of all the plugs except for all of these chairs that I've put here. Yeah, pretty much. Whoops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So on the internet, Wiley convinces Base to destroy the internet protection barrier and absorb this uh, program called the Guardian Program, which is basically there to guard against Alpha from consuming the internet if it ever got loose. Anyways, it turns out Wiley was just manipulating Base uh, so to allow him to unleash Alpha and destroy everything, because basically the right. second that happens, he Alpha absorbs Base. Uh, I... And, like, Alpha ends up awakening and absorbs not only Base, but also Dr. Wily as well. 
And Alpha now is going to basically just because, oh, yeah, because Wiley gets in the chair and he's now on the Internet as well. So it's right. OK, makes sense. Yeah. So Alpha's now awakened. He's about to absorb the entire Internet. And Land is like, all right, let's let's fight him. And they get into a big old dumb fight and they destroy Alpha. And in its wake, it reveals a door where it used to stand. And Land and Mega Man are like, oh, let's walk through it. Seems rad. And in it, they find a sepia-toned, messy office with open server racks and wires everywhere and old computers and stuff. Land realizes they must be in, like, a past version of Scilab. And it must be, like, a memory file that's just stored on the internet. And Land and Mega Man are really confused to why this even exists. And then a data ghost shows up. And that data ghost is Dr. Light, Tadashi Hikari himself who sadly is not wearing Hawaiian shirt like he is in his concept art. And I am so Ooh. sad about that. Exactly. He's dressed like a normal person. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. So Dr. Light recognizes them and he's like, hey, my grandson. Hey, how's it going? I finally got to meet you. That's really great because he died before Lan was born. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's really great. I can meet both my grandchildren. Oh, you're probably wondering what this is. So uh, this is. Uh, entire thing is here to just contain Alpha. We just contain Alpha in this memory file uh, just to make sure that you know it couldn't get out or anything like that. And I've been here monitoring the Guardian program this entire time. Hey, uh, are, are humans and Navi's getting along? Oh, they are? That's great. That's really the thing I really care about the most. I'm glad that humans and Navi's are getting along. I think you could be the best of friends. Land, here's a digital note to give to my son, uh, your father. Can you do that, please? I appreciate that. Anyways, now that Alpha's dead, um, there's no reason for me to exist anymore, so I'm just going to disappear now. I'm going to die for good. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, it was really great to meet you. See you later. So they leave, and Alpha-like is what's left of Alpha just tries to absorb them, uh, both Mega Man and Lan. And mm -hmm. so they're trapped in there, and like they're trapped in there for, like, I guess, apparently hours. And Mega Man's like, hey, Lan, uh, one of us has to die in order to be able to live. And, you know, I've already gotten like a chance at a second life. So it's been really good being your brother and all. I'm going to blow myself up now and that'll allow you to escape. And Lan's like, I'm sure there's another way. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure there isn't because no one's coming to rescue us. So, hey, man, take care. Remember to do your homework. And so he blows himself up, saving Lan, mm -hmm. but killing himself in the process. So the island explodes and Lan and his friends escape. Back on the mainland, everybody celebrates the World 3 being defeated. Except Lan, because, well, his brother is now dead. Lan's dad apologizes to him, since he basically helped create the situation that led to Lan losing his brother, what with him being put on the internet. But he tells him it's okay. Hub liked being Mega Man, so it's alright. We also learned the true reason why Alpha was never deleted. It's because Yuchiro, Lan's dad, knew that what was left of his father was in there, so... He couldn't bear replacing Alpha with something else, and so he just sort of kept it around. So, not the world's worst reason to keep around the load-bearing part. Yeah, that, mm, okay, well... I mean, mm. maybe not the right move to make, ultimately, but you can at least see the sentimentality Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's a very human thing. Yeah, yeah. It's very sympathizable. It is. So, four months have passed, and, like, right before this happens, everyone's like, hey, Land, you're gonna get a new Navi, and he's like, I, I, nah, I'm gonna just go outside for a bit. And four months pass, and Lan is basically at the ocean, talking out loud. He tells Mega Man he's about to start sixth grade, uh, and tomorrow he's gonna get a new net navy, and that he misses him. And the next day, Yuchiro comes home, having decoded the note from his father. 
and Lan wakes up to a voice that sounds similar to Mega Man's. And that's the end of the game. We don't get confirmation that Mega Man's actually back or mm. anything like that. Did he just program a new one for Lan? Is it is Mega Man actually back? We don't know. You know, it's a it's a ultimately a good ending. Like a little bit of like a cliffhanger, certainly, but yeah, like a lot of things wrapped some up. Some mystery left to it. Some open to interpretation. Yeah, like a way of like, oh, do you want Mega Man to be back? Well, maybe he actually did come back. You know, it's open to however you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. And so overall, honestly, it ended up seeming like a pretty darn good plot that hits like some good emotional beats that ends up wrapping up things. Maybe not everything with a nice deep bow, but not everything needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty darn good game. Unfortunately, Battle Network 4 is going to ruin it, Alex. Yeah, I assumed that 4 was just going to give you explicit answers that are generally worse than what you were expecting. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, Alex has mentioned Mega Man Battle Network 3 was a successful game. And on top of that, it was the 15th year anniversary of of Mega Man, the franchise as a whole, in the year Mm -hmm. 2003. So with this success, it was decided that, hey, we need to have a new Battle Network game. And over the process of roughly about a year, they created an entire new game. Mega Man Battle Network 4 Red Sun and Mega Man Battle Network 4 Blue Moon. The first one where we actually are going to have two distinct versions with subtle plot differences that we're not going to bother with. (laughs) This is an interesting game. It's interesting Mm. in the sense of, one, it is going to be by far the most successful Battle Network game out there. Mm -hmm. It is going to sell a combined Uh, 1.3 million copies. It will be, for the longest time, the second best-selling Mega Man game of all time. Hmm. And it is a game that is reviled. <laughs> like, you'll find a few defenders out oh, there. Oh, no. But it seems like they basically doubled down on some of the worst ideas in this series. Now, the first thing that oh. they did is that they wanted to make this as big and expansive as possible. This meant mm. that these games that already kind of were pushing the limits of the Game Boy Advance's storage uh, capacity... Mm-hmm. Uh, end up having to have all the graphics be completely like redone, basically made smaller, a little bit more simple in order to fit mm-hmm. that data on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a little bit polarizing. It, it doesn't look too, too bad. I think they did a decent enough job, but right. But what this does mean is that that takes up an awful lot of time. And so what they had to do is that they started putting in like more and more gimmicks on top of that. The N1 tournament, which ended up being very popular. Well, guess what? Now there's three tournaments in this. Oh, by the way, people really like completing these games. Like 100% completion is actually a goal that's uh-huh. encouraged to get. Like if you different aspects of that game, like getting all the chips or getting all the different custom styles or what have you, gives you a different star on the title screen. That'll be a different color. And so like getting like all seven stars is like kind of like a badge of honor in these games. Mm-hmm. What if in order to get that, you had to play through the game three times at minimum and also, there's RNG as far as whether or not you'll actually get what you need through those three attempts, because in order to get all the different custom styles, you have to fight navvies in the tournaments, and the tournaments are randomly decided. Yeah, that's how people felt. Um, yeah, this is this is giving me real uh, Birth by Sleep Kingdom Hearts vibes, which mm-hmm. if you at home are unsure of whether that's a good thing or not, it's not. Yeah, Birth by Sleep, the game where you have to play through it as three separate characters with slightly different plot beats each time. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, what a... 
What a nightmare game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're not here to talk about Birth by Sleep, but I could for hours. Oh, I probably could, too. Yeah, Battle Network 4, though, yeah, it doubles down on all these terrible ideas. On top of the mm. fact that, because it was very clearly rushed, it has maybe one of the worst translations of uh, I've ever yes. seen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what you want in your RPG. Right? It is... Hmm. Yeah, this is a game that's going to nearly sink the franchise. <laughs> and by sink, I mean it's because Battle Network 5 is not going to sell nearly as well as this, because you're only as good as right. your last game. Mm-hmm. If people, no matter how good Battle Network 5 is, and it's legitimately a good game from what I hear, it's mm. not going to make up for this mess. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge problem when it sounds like the worst game in the series mm-hmm. is also the best selling. Mm-hmm. Because that means there was that much excitement around it, yep. and then you just flubbed it. Completely squandered it. Oh no, Mega Man is successful for the first time in forever. Oh no, oh no, we've dropped it into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, and Alex, you'll be unsurprised to know that the plot of this game is not much better. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's start out with the plot of Mega Man Battle Network 4. So, Alex, the game starts with us talking about space, which is usually a good thing, mm-hmm. as we are introduced to NAXA, N-A-X-A, uh, okay, a- sure. a.k.a. NASA in this world. Right, yeah, the National Aeronautics and X Administration. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, you fit in the X with whatever you want, you know, it's National Aeronautics <laughs> Alien Association. As is Mega Man style, I suppose, Yeah, it to honest- be fair. It honestly makes sense. We find out that an asteroid is on a collision course with Earth. That's bad. Yep, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's discovered around Pluto. It's going to take a couple months to get there. So this thing is just hurtling. And at the household of Land Hikari, what's going on there? Why well, we find out he's oversleeping and he's woken up by Mega Man. How is he here? I don't know. Will there be any explanation as to why he's not dead? I don't know. Okay. So we'll just move on. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, really there's no, there's no explanation no they don't bother the, there's there's not like a boy i sure am glad mega man slash hub is back says land's mother over breakfast remember when that thing happened that brought mega man back that sure was a good thing yeah you know you think nothing that there's nothing as far as i know maybe there's some ancillary dialogue at scilab that somebody goes like yeah man the uh that message that uh, your dad got from your grandfather was really instrumental in bringing Mega Man back. Nope, nothing, as far as I know. He died. Yeah, but he got better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good start. This is how you want to start it. Right, exactly. This is not... Uh, uh-oh. You know the core question left open by the ambiguous ending of the last game that people, I assume, talked about for months? hmm what if we just didn't answer it? Yeah, what if we just didn't answer it? That'd be terrible. The main thing people would want most from this sequel? What if we didn't do it? What if we just said Mega Man's back? Here you go. Give us money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's terrible. So, yeah. Land decides he's going to go hang out with his dad. But then his dad gets summoned to Netopia. What with the asteroid and all. And instead right, goes to hang sure. out downtown with uh, Mail and Yai. Also, Dex is back. I, I guess he didn't actually move away. Like, he's in class and oh. everything. Yeah, right? Did the last game just not happen? God, it might as well not have. 
Yeah, it's it's um, I was about to say it's great, but it's not great. It's not great. Mm. Oh, uh, it should be also noted that uh, nobody else knows about the asteroid. This is like being kept at the highest levels of government at this point. Oh, OK. Yeah, that that will come into play later. So downtown, Lance finds out they're holding a net battle tournament. And of course, he and Mega Man are going to enter it. Mm hmm. Not going to talk about that much, but don't worry about it. Anyways, Land finds out a cyber vampire Navi named Shade Man is draining programs of their uh, coding or something and kidnaps Roll. Also, every audio device is now giving off an ear-destroying noise, so that's fun. Mega Man catches up to Shade Man, but finds he can't harm him, and Chowd and Proto Man show up and chase him off. And then goes, man, you suck, blah, 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 I'm still your rival anyways. So... Back at Naxa, we find out that the asteroid will hit the Earth in a few months, but they have a solution. Mm -hmm. Bad solution. Oh, mm -hmm. Let's get a military dictator who's also a scientist from a nation called Nation Z to help them make a laser gun. This man is named Dr. Regal. Now, Dr. Regal is a tall man who has sl a slicked black back mullet that's like kind of like a grayish black and a glass mm -hmm. monocle slash eye. Very similar to Dr. Wiley. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, weird. Hmm. Wonder who the villain is. Anyways, <laughs> Lan's dad agrees to help the dictator build a laser gun. So, at the same time, the tournament is also happening, and it's dumb, and it barely matters. I'm not going to really mention a whole lot, but I am going to talk about how a net navy named Aquaman gets really sad at one point and floods the internet with digital tears. Like, literally, it's like they're flooding. It's like, oh, he just keeps crying. You gotta have him stop crying. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, we learned that Navi's had to breathe on the internet, which is pretty good. <sighs> why would a? Why is he able to do that? Why is he able to do that? That is a great question. Are there no security protocols on this net? Like any random program seems like it can just flood the entire internet mm -hmm. with random data garbage at any moment. Yeah. Right. It's just like. So much destruction can happen just by, like, one bad actor just being like, I'm just gonna just, I don't know, there's there's wood everywhere, there's trees growing everywhere. What are you gonna do about it? You can't do anything. This is my routine. No one else has this routine. Nobody else has this routine. No, no. Oh, no. And the answer is, what if we blow you up? That is usually <laughs> the answer. It's like, okay, we'll blow you up. Oh, you made all the pathways made out of out of like a uh, candy glass, and now they all break apart when we step on them. Well, okay, we're gonna blow you up. <laughs> you don't get arrested in this world. You die. Like digitally. What if? What if Outlook was able to just be like, "Hey, all the internet is email now. It's all email." And the answer was, "Okay, well, we're just gonna destroy Outlook." We are going to get a gun. We're going to walk up to that server. We're going to start shooting it out. Look, if you don't stop making the entire internet email, or better yet, we're going to make Gmail use that gun. Yeah, that would be that would be terrible, but it would be it would be very funny. It would it would be endlessly entertaining, but the internet would be a useless, <laughs> so useless. Like, just hellscape of digital nonsense all the time. <laughs> it really would be. I kind of wanted it to exist now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, the internet is flooded by digital water, and now the EXE files are drowning. Exactly. That's what's happening. And so these tournament segments do their own little story arcs like this. Like, there's stuff like an old man trying to convince his grandson spinning tops are cool. And it- <laughs> <laughs> That might be the most Capcom storyline I've ever heard. Isn't it? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. And, like, I won't say that they're awful, but they are, like, weirdly pointless, unlike Battle Network 3. Yeah, that is only, the only reason that story exists is someone was literally like, all right, how do we get Top Man in? Yeah, how do we get Top Man in? Yeah, you're exactly right. His net nappy is Top Man. (laughs) Yeah, that's how they did it. Yeah, it's it's silly. It's very, very silly. And so we're not going to talk about the tournament all that much anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyways, during all this, Land gets a hold of something called a dark chip, like, and it gets installed on Mega Man, and it can't be removed for some reason. Why would you install the dark chip? Well, it gets like automatically installed on him. Like they don't, like they don't actively want to use it. It's just like in a battle of Shade Man, it just gets on him somehow. Oh, I see. Yeah. So this seems serious, so serious that Land decides to do nothing about it. Like oh. literally, just says, "Oh, let's let's wait a while." And it's dropped. Mm. Anyways, back home, the home alarm system is going off because somebody broke in, drugged Land's mom, and left a message for him telling them, bring the dark chip. And so Land's like, alright, we don't want this, so cool. <laughs> so it turns out that there's an internet syndicate called Nebula. Yeah, uh, somebody has to fill the void. Right. And they're using dark chips to turn the world and NetNavi's evil. So Land still does nothing about the dark chip, though, just in time for a male to invite him out on a date to a theme park. That isn't working because the network got hacked by, hacked by Nebula. Uh-huh. Yeah, it turns out Shade Man is here because he wants the dark chip, and he's like, just give us the dark chip, we'll leave you alone. <laughs> uh, which he then also reveals the sp- like sprouting a dark soul in Mega Man. So once Mega Man hears this, he just takes the dark chip out and destroys it. Uh, I thought he couldn't. Well, now he can. Oh. Yeah, you might feel like this plot is very arbitrary. It's just things just sort of happen whenever it's convenient. Yeah, kind of. And you'd be right. Like, the plot of this chip is on you, you can't remove it, and it is corrupting your soul Mm -hmm. is pretty good. It's a little undercut when the solution is, oh, well, I can remove it now and I've destroyed it. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's um, it's not exactly that great (laughs) when you just decide, like, well... Like, it could have, like, been like, oh, Shade Man takes it off of him, and then Mega Man destroys it so nobody else can get it, but no. Right. Just, eh, shoot. Okay. So is is the sprouting Dark Soul gone now? Uh, no. Mega Man now has darkness powers, and he uses those powers oh. to defeat Shade Man, causing Shade Man to digitally disintegrate. Oh. Yeah, he, he'll be fine later. Don't worry about it. Okay, got it. Why did he need to destroy the Dark Chip, then? Ah, uh, because he just, he didn't want the darkness. But he has the darkness. Well, so nobody else gets the darkness? Maybe? Couldn't they have just left the dark chip on him? Couldn't the story have been, well, I don't want you to have the dark chip, so I'm going to fight you with dark powers now. They could have done that. Yeah, they could have done like, oh man, maybe the power of darkness is is just as potent as the power of light. It's not inherently evil. You know, do that old chestnut, that old Final Fantasy 3 I don't I don't know if they could have. I think Chain of Memories just did that. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, good point. 
It's a lot of Kingdom Hearts crosstalk in this game. There, I don't there, know how I feel about it. It kind of is. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a lot of digital memories. In, oh, there's digital oh, memories and digital God. DNA in Chain of Hearts. Oh, oh, no. This is just Kingdom Hearts Battle Network. Oh, it really is. That, that Chain of Memories even was a card battling game. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Alex, this Chain of Memories is actually good. I adore it. Mm. I don't know if it's good. I I actually own that game. Somebody traded it to me for Elite Beat Agents and then refused to give me Elite Beat Agents back. And I've, I think that's okay, a reason. That was, that was a bad trade. Here's what I will tell you about Chain of Memories. Mm. It is extremely easy to cheese boss fights. Ah. So do with that information what you will. I'm very intrigued by that game now. All right, so yeah, um, so Chow tells Land, he shows up and he's like, hey, uh, Nebula's bad, they're even worse than the World 3 organization. Also, boy, I hope you didn't use a dark chip. I'm sure you two did it because you two wouldn't use evil powers. He literally says that. <laughs> Anyways, bye! And then Land and Mega Man are just like, oh, this is awkward. <sighs> so dark chips in this game are something you can put on Mega Man. When you use them, they basically are very powerful, but in turn, they like reduce Mega Man's HP by one each time you use one permanently. Mm. So it's basically like never use them. But it, it's a- yeah, that ooh, that's you can't. Ne- yeah, no, that's too much. Yeah, right. Yeah, permanent resource resource loss is like poison to game design. It really is. Yeah, yeah, but they they threw that in there. So yeah, the the answer is just oh, to never okay. use dark chips because there's yeah a lot of stuff in that game that's already over pro- overpowered. But yeah. Another tournament happens, by the way. It's notable because Mr. Match, the man who has tried to murder your parents multiple times and right. whatnot, he's there. And he's mad that somebody else has a fire-based Navi. <laughs> he gets into a fight with him, and the internet catches on fire because of it. And Mega Man has to stop them. It's it's stupid. It is so stupid. There's one point that, like, Lan basically, like, like Mr. Match is trying to, like, have, like, an excuse for why he's there, and Lan, like, kind of, like, Blows his cover and he's like, "Oh, Lan, you jerk!" And he's like, "No, you're he's he's totally right to do that. You tried to murder his parents multiple times. You hospitalized his dad. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why aren't you in jail?" So yeah, that it's inconsequential to the plot, but I wanted to bring it up because I'm like, "Why are you back?" <laughs> so after the tournament, a new Navi named Laser Man shows up and demands the powers of darkness from Mega Man. And he immediately tries to learn to his side by seeing he's a bloodthirsty virus-destroying monster just like him. And they'd be perfect together, especially now that he has a dark soul. And then Aquaman shows up to help, but then Mega Man's dark soul comes and possesses Aquaman, so they have to fight him. It's stupid. Laser Man runs away. So back at Naxa, they've built the laser gun. But it's... Oh, right, the meteor. Yeah, right, that's also happening here. <laughs> Feels real unnecessary to the plot, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of not very related. No, it's not. So they built the laser gun, and it's so powerful, it can only be used once. Unfortunately, it's sabotaged at the last minute, and doesn't fire a powerful enough blast to stop the asteroid. And then Dr. Regal says, who could have done this? (laughs) Not me! Not the evil guy! He then says, wait, 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 I have a plan. I need an expert operator and Navi. But then we cut away from that, and we have another tournament, and Lan's been invited to Nettopia, basically uh, America, to compete mm-hmm. in it. Upon arriving, just like in Battle Network 2, he's immediately beaten up and kidnapped. 
But good news! It was a test by the tournament committee to see if he deserves to take part in the tournament, and he passed. I don't I don't know if I would join a tournament in this world. They all seem real shady. They all do. They all involve gassing people and kidnapping them and giving them brain damage. Also, what was the test? Kidnapping you. <laughs> like we just beat you up. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Congratulations, you passed. So I, I think if I remember correctly, they separate um, Land from his pet. And so mm-hmm. he has to go actually get it. And once he like does some stuff to get it back, they go like, oh, wow, you did great. You really have a bond with Mega Man. Congratulations. You, you're allowed to enter. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. Also, by the way, Child's in the tournament as well. But he's sad because he broke down Alice and used the dark chip. Oh, my goodness. They really try to play it up like dark chips are like drugs in this game or something. You can't resist the temptation. It's really silly. Anyways, Child's think This is... Real. I'm sorry. I know I keep talking about this is really unfortunate. This <laughs> is actually just Riku's story from Chain of Memories. It really is. Like, it is the same. But that one was actually, like, enjoyable and had a point. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chowd is like the Riku of, of Battle Network and that he's really, yeah. really cool but ultimately ineffective. Yeah. Until you actually get to be able to play as him in Dream Drop, Drop Distance, and then he's, like, unequivocally better than Sora. <laughs> it's kind of the same case for Chain of Memories, too. I'm not shocked by this fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, Chow's thinking about backing out of the tournament and getting Protoman help, when all of a sudden a disembodied voice calls for Protoman, and then Chow's pet just floats in the air, and it flies oh. to the nearest jack port and uploads itself. Did you know that they could do that? I, I did not. I would love to know what technology built into them allows them anti-gravity fields. D- me too, because this is never brought up again. <laughs> so Mega Man, Lan, and Child go to search for Proto Man on the internet, and he eventually find him cyberly tied up with cyber shackles. <laughs> and so Child's like, I have to rescue Proto Man. Lan, let me use Mega Man. And Lan's goes like, oh, yeah, sure. Whatever, dude. I don't care. What? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. I mean, Lan doesn't say I don't care, but, you know. Well, yeah, but, but still, he's, he doesn't he doesn't be like, no, I'll do it? No, he's just like, yeah, no, I trust you. You seem like you know what you're doing. And so he manages to save Proto Man by his own hands by defeating s- some Navi that's there who I didn't bother to write down who it was. Okay. Anyways, Proto Man then, like, is freed. He tries to attack Mega Man, but Chowd, through Mega Man, is able to sink his soul with Proto Man's, curing him of the darkness. He's just able to- Wait, then why isn't Mega Man cured? Because, you know, he's not completely corrupted, and I don't know, using dark chips can be fun. (laughs) Lance down with the darkness. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm getting that impression. Yeah, right? Also, well, he just looks at the dark ship and is like, yeah, this could be good. 300 damage for this dark ship? That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, by the way, all the weather satellites are just going haywire out of nowhere now, and Mega Man has to fix sure. them because they're ca- causing temperatures to drop worldwide. Like, Okay, sure. Also, Lan wins the tournament, and Naxa just shows up like, and he's like, hey, come with us, we need you for the asteroid. You're the best nap battler, <laughs> you've just proven it. So it turns out the asteroid is, by the way, Okay, th- this is good. This is good. Mm-hmm. Alex, the asteroid is man-made. Yeah, of course it is. It is filled with cyber parts that allow you to jack in, and also might be an alien. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
oh yeah, it's pretty great. Sure, yeah. Dr. Regal just casually reveals this, by the way, and he's like, also, Land, we're going to use the laser gun, which is now a satellite internet, like, hookup beam, to jack into the asteroid and stop it. There we go. Except Nebula has now hacked the entire internet and needs to be stopped. So Land now has to travel the world to stop Nebula at various places to free the internet, I guess. Anyways, uh, during all this, Mega Man gets blown up and deleted, and Regal decides to send his Navi into the asteroid instead. Okay, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, it really seems uh, like just a lot of things happened at once. Yeah, it kind of does. Okay, there's an asteroid coming towards us. We're going to ignore this for half the game. Yeah. Okay, it is time to address the asteroid. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it is man-made and filled with cyber. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to use this laser to hack into it. But first, the entire internet is hacked. Mm -hmm. So globetrotting to solve that. Oh, no, Mega Man blew up. Yeah, yeah. Also, the, the asteroid also might be an alien. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all that just sort of happened. And, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Also, Mega Man's not dead. All of his Navi friends showed up just in time to save him, and so he's fine. But regardless, everyone thinks Mega Man is dead. And back at Naxa, Dr. Regal tells everyone, Hey, y'all need to leave the room while I jack my Navi in, because the electricity will kill them or something. I don't know. It's not safe what? in here. It's safe for me, though. Don't worry about it. That doesn't seem like, like um, standard protocol it doesn't either and also you think if you've thought about it for a couple seconds it's like well wouldn't regal die and then now the navi doesn't have an operator right this doesn't seem right but everyone buys this stupid excuse except for lan's dad who tells him i'm not an idiot you're the leader of nebula i figured it out using evidence i have not gathered mm -hmm. and dr regal points out well it doesn't really matter right now does it we need to stop this asteroid that's going to kill us all and Lan's dad goes, nah, my son and my digital son are here right now, and they could do it instead. And Regal goes, oh, huh. Well, I'm going to knock you out now. And Lan's dad's like, wait, what? Punch. Mm. And so Regal's plan now is that he's going to wield the asteroid's power to take over the world by executing the plan of darkness. Lan, meanwhile, gets Mega Man into the asteroid and finds out the operating system of the asteroid is named Duo. Hey, Duo, he's from Mega Man 8. He was the, like, peacekeeping cop alien robot that just showed up on Earth after fighting an evil alien criminal. He's here now. He's an operating system. That's great. Uh, the asteroid is an anti-planet missile, by the way. Basically, some aliens said, boy, Earth is filled with a bunch of evil. Wow, that is crazy. We've never seen evil. That's, uh, that's off the charts, man. What's all this evil being caused by? Oh, humanity. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Well, yeah, no, exactly. It's like, yeah, that's... Yeah, that that sounds about right. So, yeah, they're going to just send a, send a anti-planet missile at it and just destroy it all. They're like, man, no, we just, we're just going to wipe the sleep clean on this one. So, he asks... Duo asks uh, Mega Man if they really have the capacity to deal, deal with evil within themselves. And Mega Man goes, yep, here's my dark soul. I'm going to kill it now. Which he does. <laughs> 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 okay sure it's like well this isn't useful anymore yeah it's like look at that and duo's like wow that's impressive you defeat the evil within but you know that just means you're not powerful enough to defeat evil because it'll always come back and Mega Man goes that doesn't make sense and duo goes I don't really care <laughs> <laughs> you know I gotta say I feel like it's really emblematic that they decided to bring back 
the side characters from Mega Man 8 mm-hmm. for this plot line. Yeah, right. I'm sure Mega Man 8 is functionally fine, but no one cares. Yeah, it is a perfectly fine video game with a really nice art style that, uh, not by any sort of coincidence, they didn't make any a new Mega Man game for like 10 years after that point. <laughs> uh, mainline series anyways. So, right. Yeah, that should tell you everything you need to know, I guess. Yeah, it's like, yeah. If you if you were to just randomly play it, I'm sure you'd have a good time. No one cares about Mega Man 8. Yeah. yeah. No one cares about Duo. It, people especially do not care about Duo. <laughs> I, I am a Mega Man 8 fan, and I do not care about Duo. <laughs> but yeah, so... That happened, and was they, they had to fight Duo, and they beat him, and then it turns out there's a big galactic steering wheel behind him that's controlling the asteroid, and sure. Mega Man goes to, like, do what he needs to do to move it, but he can't seem to divert the asteroid. Meanwhile, Naxa decides, now's the time to tell the world the asteroid's about to hit the Earth in one hour, and they're all gonna die. So that's what they do. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all the people start panicking, but then they start yelling that they believe in Mega Man. He'll save us, what? probably. Do they know about Mega Man? I guess they do now. Okay. Anyways, the cheers... Ke- this, is a, this is a real yeah Sonic moment. It really is, yeah. Yeah, it's Station Square, the city is flooded and everyone's dead, but everyone's mm-hmm. cheering for Sonic anyways. Yeah. Anyways, these cheers can't reach Mega Man, but then a cable on the, a power cable on, snaps on the laser gun. And Regal decides, hey, the laser will power down and all will be lost. Something must be done to bridge the gap in the lines. And that thing's going to be me. And I'm going to do that so I can fulfill my dreams of creating a world of utter evil. And also dying, I guess. So that's what he does. He just grabs just some live electricity wires and just uses them to keep the machine going. And apparently this causes Mega Man to hear the cheers. And he diverts the asteroid using his newfound powers. Duo is pretty impressed by this and says, Eh, good job. Guess you all get to live for now. I'll be back to judge the world again at some point. So stop being evil. Bye. None of that makes sense. Nope, it doesn't. It's going to make even less sense when back on Earth, Dr. Regal's fine. Oh, okay. And he says he's just going to leave now. And everyone's like, oh, oh hey, but you, you saved the world and whatnot. And they're on like the very tippy top of the building at this point, because that's where the laser gun mm-hmm. was. And Dr. Regal points out, hey, listen, I'm evil. I don't regret anything. I'm leaving because I hate you all, basically. <laughs> Honestly, I respect that. Yeah, I respect that. I'm like, yeah, good point. It's like, I'm I'm out of here. What? But you saved the world. You're a hero. Yeah, but fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. He also points out some more truth, such as, if Lan's dad didn't invent net navvies, net crime probably wouldn't be that bad. True. True. And also good inevitably becomes evil, literally pointing out the internet cops themselves. Mm. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, there we go. He also points out that Dr. Wily was once good and turned evil, which is also proof of this. And he would know that best because Dr. Wily was his dad. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they both lost an eye and got weird glass robot eyes. That's interesting. Mm. Anyways, he jumps off a tall building to his death and the game ends. Game ends with a man committing suicide. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah, really? (laughs) That's that's what he meant by I'm leaving? That's what he meant by I'm leaving. (laughs) I thought he was just going to go back to his country or something. Nope. He jumps out of oh, the building. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a plot, Alex. What a plot. <laughs> wow. That. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't even know, man. It it feels like so there's this conundrum with video games about do you let the plot guide the game design or do you let the game design guide the plot? Mm -hmm. And going too hard in either direction tends not to work very well. This feels exceptionally like they came up with a bunch of scenarios and then were like, okay, what's the plot to unify them all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just came up with a bunch of concepts and said, we just got to bring them together. And I don't know, we need to have some sort of big bad. What if it's an asteroid? Oh, but asteroids yeah. are kind of hard to directly deal with. So, uh, I don't know, man, there's a tournament that barely matters. Except at the very end when you go, well, I guess you're the best but net the battler. the dark chip. Oh, but the dark chip, right, yeah. That ties, right, the asteroid is angry because of evil, and the dark chip, symbol, chip symbolizes evil. Right. Who made the dark chip? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Maybe Dr. Regal, Nebula, nah, it doesn't really matter. And yeah. Yeah. What was Nebula trying to do? Um, make the internet evil. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Regal's whole plan is, what if everyone was just really evil? You're probably wondering, what would that even look like? Uh, Mega Man Battle Network 5 is going to answer that question, which I guess, spoilers, uh, Dr. Regal comes back, is going to make the world evil in that. Got it. Okay. How did the dark chips make people evil? Well, maybe their navvies will turn evil and then tell them, yo, kids, do you want to do the drugs? <laughs> what if you shove that old man over? I think that'd be rad. Yeah, it's, we'll we'll just we'll just corrupt the children. We'll just corrupt the children. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Alex, nobody liked this plot, as you can probably guess. Yeah, no this this seems especially after three, which had some good like emotional beats and kind had a theme. Mm -hmm. This is just like, oh, what if evil was bad? <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Word, man, what if? <laughs> yeah. What a concept. What a concept. And the plot's only going to get marginally better in Battle Network 5, and apparently gets a mm. lot better in Battle Network 6, but we're going to be covering that for next time as we uh, check out, well, those final two games and, and put this series to bed, to internet bed, perhaps. But once again, that'll be for next time. Alex, you have any final thoughts before we go? I'm just thinking a lot about Chain of Memories now. Oh, dear. <laughs> that, honestly, better game than it probably should have been. Of the of the Kingdom Hearts games that don't have a number on them, mm -hmm. easily the best one. Yeah, that's probably fair. Oh, I, I liked Dream Drop Distance, but I also did, mm. I've also tried to beat that game twice and it failed both times, so... Right, yes. I, I did not get through playing it three times and go, wow, that was an awful letdown of an ending. This was a waste of time. <laughs> or play it for two hours and go, this is bad. Mm -hmm. See, the DS game whose name I'm not even going to try to bother to say. 358 over two days? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that one. I, I don't really remember what even happens to that one. Nothing of importance. No one cares. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> At least Dream Drop. Roxas is sad about his imaginary girlfriend. Right, that's what that one is about. Right. <laughs> yeah, imaginary boy is sad about his imaginary girlfriend. Yeah. Right, right. Ixian or whatever her name is. 
Xi'an. Xi'an, right. I don't know why the hell I remember that. I didn't, I don't think I even met her in that game. <laughs> but don't worry, the plot will make her important somehow. Well, it, That's just how Kingdom Hearts is. In the way that eventually everyone just becomes Sora at the end, and that's how they're important. Basically, yes. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, I'll just always point back to the TV Tropes intro. Everyone in Kingdom Hearts is Sora. Everyone else is Xehanort. <laughs> but I'm already half Xehanort. <laughs> <laughs> well, bad news. I'll soon be full Xehanort boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's terrible, Alex. It's it's really bad. Uh, well, if you want to listen to more episodes like this, uh, and shockingly no Kingdom Hearts episodes yet, you can go to ftp.podbean.com or search for Fallen Through Plot Holes on your podcast service of choice. Leave us a follow and a review. We definitely appreciate knowing how well we are doing. And Alex, thank you as always for doing this with us. Of course. Take care, everybody.